Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Corbin, and I uh, want to welcome you to Podcasts Series 5, uh, which is the series of Leaving the Emotional Cage, and we're talking about forgiveness. This particular uh, podcast is going to address the question head-on, is there anything that anyone could do against us uh, that we could actually label that as unforgivable? In other words, we, we, we'd have to draw the line and say, well, I would forgive them, but based upon what happened to me, I can't. This is a, a line in the sand, and this is unforgivable what happened to me. So, so in other words, is there a line in the sand that, that can be drawn when it comes to forgiving? And the answer to that question can best be answered really with another question rather than a direct answer. And so I'm going to answer the question with a question. And, um, and, I, and I think you may think a little differently once you hear this, and that is this. Do you deserve to be emotionally free? That's the question. And that's the answer to the question. Do you deserve to be emotionally free? Because forgiving is not a feeling. Forgiving is a, is a decision. And so not forgiving is also a decision. It's a decision that uh, you make if you want to forgive someone or you don't want to forgive someone. So there's really no such thing as partially forgiving someone or kind of, sort of, or a little, or maybe, or, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you either forgive someone or you don't. And there's no such thing as trying to forgive because when people say they're going to try to do something, they've already opened the door for failure. You know, I mean, you know, I tried, but I failed. And because forgiving is a decision, there's no such thing as failing to make a decision. All of us make decisions every day of our lives. The only question is, are you ready to make a decision to forgive either yourself or someone else. But as far as the ability to forgive, that's a given. Everybody can forgive, and everybody does make decisions every uh, couple of minutes of every day. So, you know, we're, we're already past that, and, and you know you can make a decision. There's no such thing as partially forgiving someone, like I forgive them 80%, but 20% I really don't forgive. You know, because here's the deal. If that 20% of you still has... 20% of anger, hate, bitterness, resentment, remorse, regret, shame, guilt, then, you know, you own those feelings. And so, you know, whether those feelings are, are minimal or whether they're great, you still own those feelings. And uh, when you own those feelings, it diminishes your happiness. So, you know, if you went to a doctor and you had a checkup and the doctor said you have a malignant tumor in your lung or your breast, uh, you know, guess what? I mean, you have cancer, right? It's, if it's malignant, it's cancerous, and you've got cancer. That's what the doctor's telling you. You know, whether the, the, the tumor is small or large, the fact is you've got cancer, and forgiving is like that. You know, you either forgive or you don't. There's no such thing as partial forgiving. And, you know, so um, the question regarding drawing a line in the sand, let's I want to talk about that for another second before we move on. You know, if you yourself draw a line in the sand to distinguish between what offenses or what severity of offenses or harm that would be labeled 
to you as forgivable versus non-forgivable, then what you're really doing is you're placing a condition on whether or not you want to be emotionally free. Because forgiving someone is not about them, it's about you. Forgiving is not letting anyone uh, off the hook. Forgiving is letting you off the hook so that you're not a slave emotionally to the past. So I hope that makes sense. Because if you're holding on to negative actions, you're allowing yourself to be a slave to the effects of what someone has done or, or said to you. And, you know, I want to share with you a, a bigger truth. I want to share with you a bigger story. And, you know, when it comes to your feelings, you've got to remember this universal law that we live under, and that is uh, the, the law of free will uh, gives us, as human beings, the ability to live in an unfair world filled, filled with unfair people. And, um, and we do live in an unfair world, and we have people out there all over the place that will hurt us emotionally, physically, psychologically, um, who will falsely accuse us of things that we never did, uh, who will use us as their way, as, as their tool for them to feel better, releasing their own anger and bitterness and resentment and all the other stuff, emotional stuff that they may have. So when it comes to forgiving other people, one of the, one of the very powerful things to think about that I think will help you in making uh, good, healthy decisions for yourself. And that is by, by asking you, is the one who you need to forgive, would you consider them to be a role model in your life? Would you consider them to be someone that you would consider a mentor, someone that you would actually uh, look up to, someone that, that if you modeled them, would that make you a better person? if you were to model the behavior of the person who hurt you. So, you know, those are important questions to ask yourself because I think that'll help you in deciding to make uh, a healthy decision for yourself when it comes to forgiving other people. Because, you know, the, the truth is people who are generally happy and content in their lives and people who are generally at peace with themselves are not people who go around hurting other people people. So, um, you know, let that digest for a second because it's, it's, it's real, real true. So, you know, whatever feelings that you have about other people, they may even have stronger feelings about other people, but hold the same feelings that you have towards them when it comes to them forgiving other people. And so the life that they're living with their emotions is being vented to you, and you're the recipient. So, you know, look at the bigger picture. Look at the bigger picture that it's not all about you. You have to look at the source, and you have to look at their lives to determine, you know, that was it really intentional? Um, and, and, and are they living with joy and peace, or are they living in what I call their own emotional cage that, you know, what might even be bigger than, than yours? Um, you know, there's there's literally thousands of cases today. If you go on uh, YouTube or go on, you know, millions of different internet sites, there's there's thousands and thousands and thousands of cases today of people who had every reason in the world 
not to forgive uh, their offender, not to forgive the people who harmed them. And I'm talking about some big time stuff here. I'm talking about people who murdered a family member or disfigured someone in their family or psychologically scarred them and diminished them psychologically to a point that they felt totally inadequate as a person. I'm talking about some big stuff here. And, you know, even with that level of harm, there are people who have totally forgiven those people. You know, every uh, human being on this earth, and make no mistake about it, was born with the ability to emotionally repair themselves. And, uh, you know, it's been said many times that resentment is like, uh, you know, drinking poison and thinking it's going to kill someone else. You know, it's only hurting you and uh, how true that is. So, you know, um, a thing that I saw recently that I, that I, I kind of liked, and that is, you know, when you point a finger down at someone, if you take a look at, at your finger uh, and open your hand a little, you know, there's another three fingers pointing back at you. So, you know, <laughs> when you point a finger at someone, there's going to be some fingers pointing back. And, and, and that means, you know, you've got to take a look at within because, you know what, holding others responsible for your feelings is different than holding others responsible for their actions. You know, you can hold people responsible for their actions, but holding them responsible for your feelings, uh, the fact is that it's your feelings, not theirs. So it's not what happened. It's how you choose to respond to what happened. Um, and so, you know, uh, that, that, that's the decision that you can make so that you can determine if you want to be you know, emotionally uh, free or not. So, um, you know, everyone that's looking at this podcast has a decision that they can make to be emotionally free. It's a fact. No psychologist can do it for you. No psychiatrist, no therapist, no mental health, uh, you know, professional. Uh, you know, save that money and take yourself a really nice cruise or go on a skiing trip or something because... Um, you know what, guess what? No one can make a decision uh, you know, to forgive another person except you if you're the one that's, that's been harmed. There's a, a new weekly series um, on television. By the time you see this podcast, it might be an old series, but it's called The Redemption Project with Vance Jones. I'm not sure what channel it's on, but it just started a couple of weeks back. And um, The Redemption Project is a is a weekly program that actually uh, you know takes people inside where the offender and the one who has you know done the offense who has, has actually you know uh, done some harm to another person come together and it's extremely powerful extremely powerful I mean you know the first episode they showed someone that uh, you know someone that that murdered, the mother of a daughter, and 15 years later, so the daughter, as she became older, wanted to meet the man who, you know, who murdered her mother when she was a little girl. And so they, they actually, you know, on the show, in real time, you know, take you to a moment where the murderer and the, and the daughter of the mother who was killed actually sit down face to face and they ask each other questions. Um, and, you know, the more knowledge that they have over a pretty short period of time, the dynamics change. And 
every show that I've seen since this aired, the two people, you know, the one who's been offended and the offender actually, you know, hug each other. And sometimes there's tears involved, you know, because they both come to a place where they needed to meet each other and they needed to, to you know, to, to be able to get their feelings out and, and actually hug each other and, and realize that, that this emotional chapter can come to a close, that they can actually be emotionally clean regarding this part of their lives that uh, for some people they've been holding on to for, for decades. So um, it's a pretty powerful series. You know, the other thing is that what we perceive about other people is usually not the total picture. You know, we judge our feelings about other people based upon uh, what we know, but there's usually a bigger picture than what we know. If, if we knew all the facts, if we knew their feelings, if we knew the stuff that's happened in their past, we would probably think a little differently in regards to the extent of our feelings that we have towards them. Um, and, you know, everybody, as I mentioned, deserves to be emotionally free. The other thing, and, and I'm not a really religious person, but I'm going to say that it's a God-given right to every human being on this earth to be emotionally free. You deserve to be emotionally free. I deserve to be emotionally free. Everybody watching deserves to be emotionally free. Um, and, you know, so um, I want to share with you a story about a man on a train. Um, and, and this is a, uh, a catalyst example of, of what it's like when I made the remark that sometimes what we perceive about someone is not always reality. What we see on the surface is, uh, is not always reality. So I'm going to share with you a story about a man that gets on a train. This is a true story. In New York, he's getting on a subway and he's going to work and uh, he gets on the train. There's only one seat available, so he sits down. He's sitting right across from a younger man with two small kids. Okay, so that's, that's, the, that's the beginning of the story. And as time goes on, as he's on the train commuting to work, he notices pretty quickly that the children are being disruptive. They're annoying everybody else on the train. They're running up and down. They're bumping into people. Um, and what's even more apparent to this older man who just got on is that the father doesn't really care about the behavior of his kids. In other words, it's very obvious that the father just kind of just staring at the ground, not aware uh, consciously aware or even wanting to be aware of this kid's behavior um, is, uh, is, is quite obvious to, to the older guy and to other people on the train. And so it's kind of uh, pissing this guy off. You know, uh, the older guy is getting more and more irritated because, you know, not only are the kids irritating him, you know, he's trying to read his paper and the kids are jumping up and down and you know, hitting his elbow, running up and down the train. And, and the older man's looking around the train and he sees other people are, you know, pissed off also. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's a fact that the children are misbehaving. And the other fact is the obvious fact by perceiving the environment, perceiving the reality, is that the father uh, is really uncaring of the fact that his children are really... Uh, upsetting a lot of people and, and misbehaving. So as time goes on, the older man, you know, he, he starts getting more and more 
angry and, and um, you know, his blood pressure starts to rise. And so finally he decides, because he's got another 30 minutes on the train and he doesn't want to put up with it too much longer. So he finally, uh, you know, confronts the man sitting across from him. And, and, uh, and he says to him, he says, sir, sir, he says, uh, I need to talk to you for a second about the behavior of your kids, you know. For the first time, as he's sitting down across from this other man, for the first time, he sees that the young father looks up at him for the first time. And the older man says, sir, he says, let me ask you a question. He says, you know, I've been on this train for uh, 20 minutes or so, and it's very obvious to me that your kids are out of control. They're misbehaving. They're being disruptive. And it's, uh, it's aggravating a lot of people on this train, including me. And I just want to ask you a question. You know, why do you not care about your kids? Um, and, you know, five or ten seconds go by. And then the young father, looking up, before he answers that question, he begins to cry. This is a true story. The father is crying. Tears are rolling down his cheeks, and he's crying. And as he begins to to control himself through the sobbing of his tears and his crying, he finally tells the man what happened. And he says, you know, sir, he says, first of all, I really, really apologize for the behavior of my kids, and I'm sorry that I didn't pay more attention to them. But he said, you know, uh, we, uh, we're just coming back from the hospital and uh, my wife just died. And I am grieving. I am grieving over the loss of my wife. And I don't know what I'm going to do to raise my kids because I'm a full-time worker. And, uh, and, and I'm just really grieving right now. And I just want to apologize for the behavior of my kids. And so within a matter of seconds, the older man who felt anger and bitterness towards the other man because of what he saw as the reality, once he realized the true reality, his his feelings immediately changed from, from anger and bitterness to love and compassion towards this man. And he actually asked the man, he said, uh, he said, sir, he said, may I give you a hug? He said, because I'm the one who needs to apologize to you because I thought that you, you didn't care about your kids. And I see that you actually love your kids. And so, you know, can I give you a hug? And the younger father said, sure. And they, they both stood up and hugged each other and cried. And so, you know, when I, when I heard this story, this true story, it made me realize in a very big way, and we can all learn from this, that you know what we perceive about other people is not always reality. Uh, there's usually a bigger picture, and we just have to seek out a little more information to have a, a deeper understanding. So it's a very powerful story. And so I hope that you'll consider that story uh, when you think about those in your life who you need to forgive and understand that there probably is a bigger picture. So uh, I want to uh, 
you know, I want you to, uh, uh, to think about something else. Forgiving is not forgetting. Uh, it has nothing to do with forgetting. By the way, there's no such thing as erasing a certain part of a moment in your life that, that you had a traumatic experience. There's no way that we can erase that experience. So forgiving is not forgetting. Forgiving is actually remembering and coming to a place in your life where you can look back and remember but be at peace with it rather than being upset. Then you can say, I have forgiven. If you're a religious person, uh, you could have a conversation with God and ask God if God wants you to be emotionally free from the past and uh, let God guide you. Um, You know, the other thing that you could do is that you could ask yourself that question on a sheet of paper And below that, you could write these words. If I were to forgive that person, what would I say? And then begin to write of what you would say to that person if you were to forgive them. I say if because it's it's a choice, right? Now, if you think that the time has come to forgive that person, invite someone over who you trust totally, who you look up to, who you respect, and read that letter in front of them. And then, once you've read that letter and answered the question, if I were to forgive, here's what I would say, then destroy the letter. And then ask that person, are you willing to hold me accountable for the decision that I have made? to forgive that person? Are you willing to hold me accountable so that if I wake up tomorrow in doubt or next week or next month and I doubt what I said because I made a decision today to forgive that person, are you as my friend willing to hold me accountable? And if they say yes, you know, it's easy to break promises to one another. Uh, actually, it's, it's easier to break promises to ourselves when we're the only one who holds ourselves accountable. But it's, if it's between us and another person, then we're accountable not only to us, but to them. So that's a very powerful exercise. Allow someone to hold you accountable for your decisions. Um, And then, you know, before we wind down this podcast, the other thing I'd like you to do is I'd like you to to write down on a sheet of paper, Draw a line on a sheet of paper on the left-hand side, put advantages on the right-hand side, disadvantages. And I want you to determine when you think about it, is there any benefit, just one benefit, just one, in holding on to anger and bitterness and resentment and haste and remorse and shame and guilt for another five minutes? Is there one benefit to you in doing so? I think you'll find the answer. The last thing I want to say is that uh, my website address is is on the screen. Um, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to get some feedback. Uh, I'm on Facebook, uh, and uh, on my website, you'll find some clicks at the bottom of the page on the right-hand side. Um, I am fairly new to social media. Um, I am committed to continuing to be able to share my knowledge with others. And uh, if you like the podcast, there's going to be more. Uh, Just wait a couple of days and I'll have my next series up and running. 
Um, and uh, I appreciate you watching. And until then, thank you so much and have uh, a good rest of your day. Thank you.